0: Hello everyone and thank you for joining us for this Irwin Mitchell podcast. My name is Edward Tomlinson. I'm the head of the financial planning team and I'm joined by my colleague Lewis Jeremita who is head of our investment team. Hi Lewis. Hi Ed, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to be having a look at the investment markets and specifically looking at what's been happening in them in the past 12 months because it's been a bit of a a rocky period. Lewis is going to give us some insight as to why that's been happening, and we're hoping that by the end of this episode, you will have a bit more information to know what has been going on. So without further ado, first question, Lewis, which I know some of our clients will be be keen to ask you,
1: why has the value of my portfolio fallen? Thanks, Ed. Yeah, and I think the reality is when you invest, there's many reasons why portfolios can go up and down. However, Most recently, over the last 18 months, the main drive has been due to high inflation. I think that's been very prominent in a lot of the recent news and everyone can feel it on a day-to-day basis. But in financial markets, it's being felt there as well. Uh, Inflation can have different impacts on different types of investments. And depending on the level of inflation and the cause of inflation, some inflation is needed typically that's good for investment because it encourages government and business spending. Consumers spend and you get a high level of employment. However, you need to think of it like Goldilocks and the three bears too cold, also known as deflation. And that's bad because it discourages spending and investments because consumers and businesses expect prices to fall. So they hold off and they don't make that transaction or that purchase or that investment. They wait for better days to happen too hot, and that's what we've seen recently, everyday items go up, meaning that your money doesn't go as far, it means that people have to ask for higher wages, companies then increase their prices, and this goes round as a circular activity until the central banks such as the Bank of England have to step in and start to raise interest rates. They do that in order to try and limit the amount of activity, so put people off spending, increase the costs of borrowing, so bank loans and credit cards. That means consumers spend less money, companies make less things, and as a result, profits fall and job losses happen. And what the what we try and find is that equal point, so where it's not too hot, not too cold, so the just right bit, the bit where the porridge is nice, so to speak.
0: Thanks, Lewis. That's a uh, that's really. Really useful information Lewis on the background information to the economy but how does that specifically drive through to clients portfolios and them seeing a reduction in value?
1: Yeah so Ed when inflation's high that's essentially bad for investments like equities and fixed income they both drop and that's what we've seen from throughout 2022 and a little bit throughout this year as well so it's had an impact on both asset classes that are typically held within our clients portfolios. And when you say fixed interest what sort of assets are you referring to there? so fixed interest is a good it could be a government bond or it could be a company um, and that's typically an iou so they issue debt investors buy that debt in return for the debt or lending the money they get a level of income each period and they get that debt paid back now the problem with that is because the investment returns are fixed when interest rates go up their prices go down to try and compete with higher levels of in- investments uh, and interest. So that's the that's the issue with fixed income, and that's typically what uh, clients have within their portfolios because they are, although they can go up and down in value, they're quite secure investments. So these fixed interest instruments, which we know are, are gilts, the, the
0: government ones are known as gilts. What's the biggest decline you've seen on some of those Lewis?
1: As much as 20 percent last year wow. when Quasi Quatang and Liz Trust were in charge of the UK government. They tried to enact some policies which the market didn't like. And as a result, we saw quite a lot of selling pressure there. But also because interest rates have been high, they've, they've been under pressure. So there's guilt still now around 20, 25% discount to where they were at this time two years ago. Really useful, Lewis,
0: to know that. Uh, so just comparing that from the fixed income to the equity set, what sort of falls have we or have we seen in, in the equity market?
1: So over that same period, around about the same amount, so around 20%, however, equities have recovered a lot quicker, uh, most recently because the environment for the economy has been stronger. Typically, when interest rates go up as much as they have, that tends to cause the economy to slow. However, that hasn't been the case. So this year, from the start of 2023, we've seen equities up as much as 10 and 15%, whereas fixed income instruments issued by the government, also known as gilts, they've been flat to marginally down and that's because interest rates have still been going up this year. So that's
0: really useful information in the short term but some of our clients who've been invested for a longer period, I think especially maybe those who invested just before Covid, they're also seeing uh, losses over
1: that four-year period. Have uh, you got any views on that? So I think the reality is 2022 was such a bad year that if you were invested historically, those gains would have been wiped out. The declines that we saw in 2022, although painful, do create an opportunity going forward to buy good companies at low prices, but also there's other investments that historically haven't been that attractive like these government bonds that because they've now had to come down in value and some have come down more than others, actually there's a great opportunity to look at buying them with a longer term return in mind that will will generate those positive returns and make up for for the declines that we've seen over the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah that's that's a little bit of crystal ball gaze in there
0: and I'm sure uh, any investors all investors our investors know that uh, uh, we can't guarantee those future returns but it sounds like you you feel a, l- a little optimistic at the minute about what returns
1: you might be able to generate. I think that's right. I think the point about interest rates are we at the end of higher interest rates and I think the last two interest rate meetings that the Bank of England have had they've kept rates where they are so I think we've got more confidence now that we're not likely to see interest rates go up again or if they do very little that then creates a great opportunity for those government bonds that the UK government issues known as gilts that are at these 20 to 30 percent discounts because we know that the government are going to buy them back over the next five years and we know that they're priced competitively against that value that they're going to buy them back at. So we've got a lot more certainty in terms of what the return is and if we can have some level of comfort that interest rates aren't going up then actually those returns will start to be more stable and we won't see the declines in value that we saw previous in the previous year. And these 20 to 30% returns, I know we've discussed this before, sort of
0: viewed on a sort of five, six year time horizon, it's looking, I think in the region, am I
1: correcting saying of about four to five percent per annum guaranteed returns? Yeah, so the way that it works out is the returns will, could come from the value of the bond when the government buys it back. Now, that means that you'll have to wait to the end of the term of the bond to get your money back, but if you were to equate what that was as an annual amount, then it works out around about four and a half to five percent, but what typically will happen is if the price is at the discount, then that will slowly move towards the price that the government buy back over the next, you know, two or three years. So, you won't have to wait five years for it to jump back up to that value. It will slowly move towards that value that the government buys it back at. And I think that leads us nicely onto then one of, I guess, probably my final question, which is,
0: you know, for a long time, a lot of investors haven't had much of an alternative uh, of where to put their money with cash rates being very low. I think, now, obviously, that has changed. We've seen competitive cash rates come back into the market uh, with fours and 5%. And I guess, you know, anyone investing uh, right now has got that opportunity cost of, you know, look what else I could do with my money, I guess would be, you know, useful to get some views from you on on when that might be, uh, you know, when cash might be good to be used. So I think
1: the current levels of interest do look very attractive. And I think if you're an investor that's been exposed to the falling values on your portfolio, you've got that opportunity of the guaranteed returns. However, that approach, although will give you the certainty, it does create several other issues such as going out of the market now means that you've suffered a lot of the negatives associated to investing and not being able to take advantage of the long-term benefits that investment provides. So I think that's one thing. I think typically interest rates look attractive now. And if you're able to get a interest rate with a bank uh, that's fixed for 12 months, that's great. But what do you do when those 12 months is over and interest rates have fallen or are starting to fall? That's always the, the challenge with interest rates is that you're gonna get that return for a period of time. And then outside of that, there's an opportunity to potentially look elsewhere. Now if you're trying to time that perfectly you might have missed out on the benefits of of investments because ultimately the recovery may have already taken place. I think cash is an option and I think what I would say is have a diversified approach to investment so cash can serve a purpose but longer term realistically you're not going to get the returns that you need by just holding cash uh, in your bank account. You need to have it spread across different investments such as equities but also fixed income and as I say the returns on fixed income now are very attractive. That's that's a really good point. That's, uh, I guess that excitement and benefit of cash
0: right now is is very good. Uh, it's tempting a lot of clients, but knowing that where we expect, obviously not, uh, we don't know for sure, but expecting interest rates to come down, it could be that we've got uh, access to a, a 5% rate for 12 18 months and then we we're, we're back in the same position of low interest rates but we've missed a, a massive swing in the market uh, uh, before we managed to get back in i think uh, yeah well, as always the uh, the balanced diversified portfolio seems to seems to play best there so that's uh, that's really useful to know i guess you know any other Points that you think are relevant. What's going on right now in the market? What do you think our, our clients should be wary of? Should be looking at? Should be reviewing? What type of things are we are we looking to investing? Any any nuggets you can give us there of of what's going on?
1: Yeah, so I think in terms of positioning portfolios, I think we've got a we've acknowledged that the environment is a lot better than we first thought and others thought. Um, and as active managers, we've obviously adjusted the portfolio positions as a result of that. So you know we've got exposure to those large recognisable companies such as Meta, who are parent owners of Facebook and Instagram, your Netflix, your Googles. So all those companies that have got a lot of excitement about them, um, specifically if they've got exposure to artificial intelligence. So we've got exposure there. We've got um, holdings within overseas companies that are going to do well because the UK economy has been a bit of a struggle. So within the UK, although they're listed in the UK they've actually got most of their profits outside of the UK so companies like Rolls-Royce or pharmaceutical companies like AstraZeneca so that's typically where we've tried to position the portfolios and I think finally again those fixed income instruments that have got very attractive return profiles that's where we've quite a lot of the portfolios specifically those that historically we might not have had much fixed income in there now we've got quite a lot of allocation there because we know that going forward, the UK government is going to buy them back. We have no concerns that the UK government won't buy them back, and we know that the opportunity associated to them look very attractive. So, I'd say okay. that's p- specifically where we've been targeted portfolios, but ultimately, as we're active managers, you know, if there's concerns there, we'll look to protect the portfolios there, but if there's opportunities, we'll try and take advantage of them. Thank you, Lewis. That's been really useful. I uh, hope all everyone who's
0: listened has found that useful too. There is some documents coming along out alongside this podcast so you can have a read you can have a listen and hopefully we'll see you at the next episode take care everyone see you soon
1: the value of an investment can go down as well as up and you may not get back the amount originally invested past performance is no guarantee of future performance the information given and opinions expressed are subject to change and should not be interpreted as investment advice All data is sourced by IM Asset Management Limited unless otherwise stated. All financial and wealth management services are provided by IM Asset Management Limited which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, FCA Firm Reference Number 402770.